Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023. Let's talk a little bit more about Crawford versus Spence. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, I've... Uh, seen a lot of interviews of a lot of fighters and trainers making predictions on Spence versus Crawford. Right, first, <clears throat> I need for people to understand that many of the statements made by some of the fighters are political. If you're with Spence's trainer, or if you're with PBC, Spence's managerial slash promotional outfit. Chances are you're going to take Errol Spence in this fight. So I was watching a good video. It had Ryan Garcia, who's now with Derek James. And here's a shocker. Ryan Garcia is taking Errol Spence. It had Deontay Wilder, who's with PBC. Here's a shocker. Deontay Wilder is taking Errol Spence. Now, understand, this is not a fan club site, right? This is not a political organization looking for interviews and access to fighters, right? If you're betting on fights, in my opinion, you need to be a bit of a loner, right? My advice to hopefully my core constituents is please don't fall for political statements, we understand that boxing involves a lot of professional relationships. We understand that boxing involves a lot of friendships. So when Deontay Wilder is telling you in a video where he gives his prediction on the fight that he's friends with Errol Spence, look, to me, you need to discount his opinion, right? I'm not looking for family members right? Doesn't have to be biological. It can be spiritual. I'm not looking for family members to tell me that they like their brother, right? That they like their uncle. That's the first thing. Let me say this too. In terms of the interviews that matter, you know, Sean Porter, of course, was with PBC, but Sean Porter was also in the ring with both men. Right now, Sean Porter is an interesting guy. Sean Porter talks about how he was not surprised by anything Terrence Crawford did. That's what he says, right? With regard to Errol Spence, he talks about how he was a little surprised. He thought Spence would be a little bit smarter in the ring. And then in the middle of the fight, something happened where he was led to the belief that he had the mental edge on Spence. But Porter, and Porter's a member of the media now, Porter, of course, has to add that he fought Spence in 2019 and that he believes Errol is much sharper, much smarter today than he was when they fought in 2019. You know, I was more interested in hearing an interview involving Sean Porter's dad, Kenny Porter, Sean's trainer, 
a guy who also was part of the Errol Spence team years ago than I was most anyone else. Now, I disagree with Kenny on this fight. Kenny's picking Errol Spence. But I got what I wanted out of the interview because Kenny talked about size being one of the big reasons why he's picking Errol Spence. Right? This is an insider's view. This is someone who was involved in helping Spence years ago. He talked about how on the night of the fight, Errol Spence is going to be much bigger than Sean Porter. Excuse me. <laughs> Sean's his son. Errol's going to be much bigger than Terrence Crawford. Right? So for that reason, and because he feels that both fighters have a dog in them, in other words, they're determined, he does not see Spence getting stopped like I do, right? And he feels that Spence is going to be the one inflicting the punishment because these guys aren't really the same weight class. Now, just understand that I'm a YouTuber. Let me tell you where I came across the best pre-fight information that I possibly could, in my opinion. There's a YouTuber here called Elusive 2.0. You want to write down his name, Elusive 2.0. And he's a guy who puts film of past fights into a well-cut-up video. And he points out certain things. Now, he's topped himself for this Crawford Spence fight. Because he has a common opponent, Sean Porter, and he splices up film of Spence and Porter, and I'm just telling you, I didn't think Spence looked that good against Porter. Then he shows you film of Crawford Porter, and he makes some observations, but before he even makes them, you see it yourself, right? The best information you're going to get on this fight will come from your own observation of the films. Not political statements from fighters, not fighters hoping to fight the winner down the road. Not fighters hoping to fight somebody else from PBC down the road. No, I believe your best bit of information is going to come from your own view of the film. And if you look at the Elusive 2.0 video, and I'll try to put a link in the comment section of this video, you're going to notice a fascinating series of events that takes place in the Crawford Porter fight. Right? What Elusive 2.0 has done is he has found the same situation happening at least three times in that Crawford-Porter fight. And he's pointing out how Porter is trying something that later pays off with Porter getting the knockdown in the fight. And he points out how when a certain series of things happens, 
Crawford knew, Crawford knew that Porter was going to come forward. And he shows you Crawford pulling back in a way that Errol Spence simply cannot. Right? Because Porter is more agile. Porter is more coordinated. Porter, to me, is more angle conscious to the point where he knows. Excuse me, Crawford is so more aware of angles that he knows that when Porter comes forward in a certain situation, he can lean backward, have Porter miss his punch, and then have a free shot on Porter. Right? Well, what Elusive also shows is there's a foot speed gap in certain situations between Crawford and Spence, and that Crawford against Porter was able to move around Porter. It's a very important part of his game because Crawford is calm when bullets are coming back at him, and Crawford is able to move, and you notice looking at the Spence footage that Spence, while bigger, is like a big locomotive. There are times in Spence's game where Spence is naked to shots. In other words, if you can move and adjust, you're going to find the other guy undressed. So just understand, there's a foot speed gap here. Just understand, Crawford is the kind of guy who is comfortable enough to not raise a hand when he knows you're throwing punches at him, he'll rely on his legs for defense because once you get extended throwing the punch, he's coordinated enough where he can then pivot, move to your side, and then throw a punch with either hand that can hurt you. So in the Porter fight, Crawford figured out that when Porter came forward, his feet were adjacent. In other words, if Porter missed you with the punch in that sequence, which happens at least three times in that Crawford-Porter fight, Porter was not in a position to take a punch because with his legs together, and this is what footwork will do for you and what lack of footwork will do for you, with his feet together, he didn't have a foot behind him to brace for the shot. Now, I've said this before. Let me say it again here. I'm expecting a stoppage, right? If you believe the Spence is too big narrative, they're giving you a high over-under here. Take the under, or better yet, take the prop that this fight does not go the distance. Understand, Many of the elite boxers in the sport are saying this fight will definitely go the distance. I'm just telling you that Terrence Crawford is going to have some clean looks, some clean shots on Spence.
I'm just telling you, too, that Spence's eye is a big problem. Right? He got hit and hurt in the Ugas fight. Terrence Crawford is a guy who knew to target Kell Brook's eyes. That's a major disadvantage. Major. That Errol Spence has. Right? So just understand, if Spence is too big for Crawford, and if Spence is able to walk down Crawford, okay, great. You're good as long as the fight doesn't go the distance. But I believe Spence is exactly the kind of guy Crawford's looking for. Crawford had a harder time against Porter than he's going to have against Errol Spence because Porter is more agile. Porter nullifies a lot of the foot speed advantage that Terrence Crawford has against Errol Spence. So Crawford, who's a closer, right? Don't go by the guy's size. Don't go by how the guy looks. Just pull up the list of his fights. Just pull up the resume and see the outcomes, right? You're going to notice, too, in the elusive film that Errol Spence had a hard time with Danny Garcia, right? Now, Garcia is an excellent fighter, right? But elusive points out that Crawford has the longer reach than Errol Spence and, of course, much longer reach than Danny Garcia, so just going by film study, Crawford's a guy who can throw power shots at wide angles. Crawford's a guy who can set up clean punches with his lateral movement. Crawford is the guy who has the distinct coordination advantage over Errol Spence. And Crawford is the guy in this fight with the two healthy eyes. You add it up, you look at the problems, and it's on film, that Errol Spence had with Sean Porter. And understand, Crawford is more devastating than Sean Porter, because Sean Porter is a lead for a lot of his fight against Errol Spence, right? Porter's jumping in the pocket and stuff like that. Crawford's craftier than that. Crawford is hoping he's fighting a big guy who's convinced that the big guy can win a pocket-centric shootout. He wants Errol Spence coming forward. Because that's when, with lateral movement, Crawford can set up clean shots. He's going to hit Spence clean, folks. I'm expecting a stoppage. I'm not expecting as tough a fight as Crawford had against Sean Porter, right? Again, the YouTuber's name is Elusive 2.0. He does a great job of cutting up films. Um, let me just say there are a few YouTubers. Hands of God does a great job of cutting up films. When you look at the film and you see the foot speed gap, and when you hear Kenny Porter, I believe that's a fight hype video, talk about how on the night of the fight, Errol Spence is going to weigh a lot more 
than Terrence Crawford. Then you'll realize that Errol Spence compared to Crawford is going to look like a big clunky guy. Right, folks? Crawford is a sharp shooter. Right? Crawford might come out, Errol Spence is a lefty, Crawford might come out the first round as a righty just to nullify the jab while he looks at the angles. He's going to be looking at how fast Errol Spence can go from going straight to moving at the side and dealing with lateral movement. If he notices any sluggishness in terms of Errol Spence being able to not just move to deal with lateral movement, but to defend himself. And I'm telling you, there are portions of the elusive 2.0 film where Errol Spence is defenseless. Right? If Errol Spence, when he's dealing with a lateral mover, has a problem with his defense, right? I'm telling you, it's a wrap. Terrence Crawford's going to see it. Crawford can throw wide-angle power as well as straight power, but against a guy who is turning, you want to be able to move, have the guy turn, come with the hand. Understand, Crawford's a guy who could be going to his right, and he'll throw a wicked left hook. Right? Once Crawford figures out Errol Spence's defensive lapses, and there's some of them. Then I believe Crawford will be able to go about a stoppage here. Right? Let me just say, I'm expecting the fresh punches to start landing with some regularity by round seven. Right? Size is only one factor. I'm just telling you there's a whole group of fighters who use their smaller stature to their advantage. Let me also say, too, I heard some professional fighters talk about, talk about how, you know, no one has really tested Spence's body, right? Uh, people have such a hard time in the pocket dealing with Spence's offense that no one has really tested Spence's body. Well, let me just make a point here. As you look at the film of Spence's past fights, I want you to see how Spence is giving away his height. Right? Spence is hiding his body by leaning forward. Folks, his head is there to get hit. Understand, he's not the guy with the reach in this fight. Right? Crawford also is a guy who can chop you down. Right? He'll be at the side and he'll throw a hook and he'll see whether you duck under it or, you know, where that hook lands on you. I believe he's going to have multiple opportunities to do so here. Right? The problem with being very fundamental, which Spence is, is that you become very predictable. So take a look at the film footage. Don't fall for the sports politics, right? Before you believe in even an accomplished fighter like Deontay Wilder telling you about his stablemate Errol Spence, 
before you start hearing stablemates talk about guys who politically they couldn't possibly say, I don't believe in. Look at the film yourself. Right? Understand, the big question for this fight was, was Spence going to come in and try something new? Was Spence going to be on his back foot like he was against Mikey Garcia? And was he going to try to pile up points that way? The minute you know that Spence really is a big guy who wants to own the pocket, that's a wrap against a cerebral lateral mover who wants angles and who, more importantly, has the coordination advantage on Errol Spence. I like Crawford. I'm expecting a knockout. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be crying if Errol Spence gets the stoppage, right? As long as it doesn't go the distance, I'm good. But I'm expecting Crawford here to put an exclamation point at the end of a Hall of Fame career by getting a stoppage, right? I think Crawford would have a harder time. Let's be heretics here. I think Crawford would have a harder time against Jaron Ennis than he's going to have against Errol Spence because Ennis is young, fresh, moves well, right? You look at these older guys, and I kept hearing Crawford's 35 Look, Spence is 33. You look at these older guys, Tyson Fury, and when there is a coordination gap, as there would be if Usyk fought Fury, when there's a coordination gap, that's very serious. Right now, understand, Tyson Fury, just throwing in some heavyweight names here, Tyson Fury came up through the ranks, really emphasizing his lateral movement and his, you know, ability to go left or right, keep you behind the jab and stuff like that. That's not Errol Spence. Could you imagine if Fury's game was crashing the pocket and overpowering you? Right? Spence has a good jab. Spence uses that jab to get in the pocket, doesn't he? I'm just telling you, if you're a front-foot, heavy, pocket-centric, bully-type fighter, you're going to have a hell of a hard time, that much more of a hard time, if you're fighting a better coordinated, better foot speed, lateral-moving guy who has a very high boxing acumen. Right? That's Usyk at heavyweight, folks. I'm just telling you, that's Terrence Crawford here. Yes. I'm expecting a stoppage. We'll see how it rolls out. I encourage you to look up the Fight Height interview with uh, Kenny Porter. It comes after an interview of his son, Sean Porter. Right, That's a unique interview. Trainer who was in the corner for his son's fight. Right, And who was in Spence's corner earlier in Spence's career. Right? That's an interesting interview. They're telling you Spence is a size guy. I'm just telling you that some greats, Manny Pacquiao, who had a fight signed to fight Errol Spence, and sadly that fight didn't come off. Right? Floyd Mayweather, I'm just telling you there are a group of smaller fighters, Sean Porter, 
who have feasted on size guys, right? The guy who walks around at 160, but hey, he loses weight. He can handle the weigh-in. He can do it at 147. I'm telling you, size guys don't move as well as smaller guys who, you know, in their everyday lives are right around the weight. Right? It's that coordination gap, that foot speed gap, and foot speed's just part of the coordination gap that's going to doom Errol Spence here. That's how I see it. Curiously enough, these guys, the rematch